You're listening to Not So Risky Business Podcast, where we make legal easy for you by unlocking access to essential legal information, training, and strategy for online businesses, coaches, and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Miriam Tadurian. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Not So Risky Business Podcast. I am interviewing an individual today who is going to absolutely rock your world because she's going to teach you how to feel confident in your speaking voice, in your podcasting voice, and in general, whenever you're talking to an audience, how to do it confidently, how to make sure that your voice has authority in it. So when you're selling, you are not doubting yourself. And that self-doubt does not come across your voice when you talk to your audience. I don't know if we'll have time to go all over that today, but we'll do our best. My guest today is the amazing Catherine Beck. Catherine, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. And I loved what you said, because I always think about how I can support people is by rocking the stage, any stage that they're on. So let's rock this stage, this podcast stage. (laughs) I'm sure you will. We're going to talk about this topic at length today. But before we go into that, I really want to introduce Catherine to you. In case you didn't know, this lady is amazing. She's been the voice of many commercials. She's a voice coach. She's coached several actors. Some of them you will know because that was the first thing I found out about her. But let me get into her bio because I need to read it word for word. I don't want to do her injustice. She's that great. So with over 20 years of being the voice of big brands, Catherine Beck, who's obviously a voiceover artist and a coach, is the leading authority on how to speak and perform with intention and influence so you can create a greater impact in a world and make more money doing what you love to do. With over 30 years of performing and public speaking, Catherine has developed her own unique methodology to voice training that applies to entrepreneurs, actors, broadcast journalists, and podcasters, of course. Speaking of podcasts, she's the host of a number one globally ranked podcast, The Voice of Your Brand, as well as the globally ranked podcast, The All-American Actors Podcast, which is ranked in a top 1.5% of all podcasts. Catherine is the CEO and founder of Launch Your Voice Coaching Program and All-American Voice. Catherine, you can imagine it's a little intimidating talking to you today, interviewing you on my podcast with you having two top-ranking podcasts globally. <laughs> well, you know, it's it just comes naturally to me. You know how we all have our own specific, unique talents and skills, and it was just a very natural transition being a voiceover artist to then move into podcasting. And I just enjoy being in front of the microphone. (laughs) Well, that's great because there are a lot of people who hate that. But you're in such a unique niche. I don't even know if we should call it a niche, but you're in such a unique field, what you do, especially how you started applying it to, you know, entrepreneurs and podcasters outside of your particular voiceovers and voice coaching. I want to know how you started with this. How like did you begin your journey into this? That's a great question. And I think 
selfishly, it evolved from what I was experiencing, going from being an actor and playing characters, which I always felt was a very safe way to use my voice. But as a kid, I was always very shy and afraid to speak up in an environment where there was a group of people Mm -hmm. or people, just one person that I didn't even know, right? So I always felt the act of public speaking a scary thing. So I stayed away from it. And instead, I was characters. I performed as other characters. And in fact, you'll hear that from a lot of actors that are very well known. You know, for example, Robin Williams, like a lot of actors who are incredibly talented and expressive are introverted and find the act of speaking about themselves petrifying. So when I transitioned, mm-hmm. when I moved from Hollywood basically to where I am now, which is in Australia, I transitioned mm-hmm. into voice coaching because actors were asking me to help them. How do I sound American so I can book U.S. roles? And so that was my first parlay into voice coaching was with actors. And I remember I was petrified to get up in front of a group of actors who wanted to learn what I could teach them, but I was so scared. And I had to literally, I had to script out everything I was going to say because I was (laughs) so nervous to be myself and speak as myself in front of a group of people. So that's how it started. And then the more that I started to work in the online space and the more I was involved with other online entrepreneurs like me, I recognized that Mm -hmm. what I naturally do, because I had all that years of experience in, in acting classes, improvisation, voiceover technique, on camera technique, all these things that I'd learned was things that online entrepreneurs were now expected to do, but did not have the tools to do it. So I was seeing online entrepreneurs, personal brands, they were creating content and looking and sounding a little bit awkward, jumping on and doing a webinar and you could hear the nervousness in their voice, creating an ad for Facebook and popping, popping it on, you know, as an ad, but really not captivating the attention of their audience. And I thought, gosh, this is so needed. You know, there are so many people out there who Mm -hmm. don't know how to command the stage, any stage. They don't know how to captivate somebody's attention to draw them in, to pull them in and to speak in a powerful way. So they've got authority, expertise, a skill, but the act of communicating it is Mm -hmm. tricky. It's hard for them. And because I had suffered from that, when I was a kid, and I was able to overcome that for myself, I wanted to support others who I could see were kind of like the industry's best kept secret in their area. I wanted to help them become known for the authority that they are. Interesting. So Catherine, um, you know, the old saying that goes, fake it till you make it. Mm. It's a very popular saying with entrepreneurs. A lot of them out there are doing exactly that. You know, some of them take it to the extreme while others, as you said, they live in fear. They do their job, their entrepreneurship, their business in fear because they know that they don't have that confidence, but they're faking it for the sake of the audience. So are you actually saying that you can tell, you can hear that lack of confidence come out in people's voices? Can you identify that easily? Yeah, it's fake authority. It's fake authenticity. And people can sniff that out. People know, right? They can sense it. They don't know what they're sensing, but there's a turnoff. There's something about you that 
they're not resonating with, they're not connecting with. So then they're just going to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so if we cannot catch somebody's attention in the very first six seconds, then they're going to move on. But you Mm -hmm. literally can attract someone to want to work with you in the very first seconds that they see you and hear your voice. It's that simple. But most people haven't tapped into that because they're letting all the other things get in the way. And they're looking for either thinking about that next step or they're stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, they're wondering the what ifs or they're thinking about the failures that they had in the past. They're not present in the moment. And, And people can tell when you're really fully connected with them and also when you're authentically aligned within you. You you come from a place of true confidence. People can see that. They can feel that. So would you say that it's teachable and consequently learnable skill? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think, um, I think this is a good time uh, for me to do a shameless plug on your behalf <laughs> because you have something amazing coming up and I wouldn't want my audience to miss that. In fact, I am signing up for that as well. So if you're listening out there, Catherine has a free webinar, a masterclass on how to create engaging content that positions you as an authority in just six seconds. Yes, six seconds is in a title. I don't think you have anything to lose. It's probably going to be super quick. She'll get to the point fairly quickly. So I would sign up if I were you. I don't know if you'll get to the live masterclass, but she assured me she's going to have a replay for that as well. So make sure to attend. The link will be in the show notes for you to actually copy paste directly, but I'll say it on the podcast as well. It's katherinebeck.com forward slash masterclass. So make sure to attend if you want to sound like an authority figure and create your content with confidence. I'm signing up for that because I feel like you can never have too much confidence, right? You can never sound too authoritative or create content the right way. So I'm definitely signing up for that. Awesome. I've had awesome guests today. I've been interviewing people since morning and every single guest that I interviewed had something amazing to offer that I'm like, wait, that's something I need. I'm signing up for that. <laughs> After every episode, I walk away with like signing up for things. I love it. Oh, that's great. Um, so, okay. So Catherine, let's, I guess, get started on the meaty part of this interview because I know everyone's probably waiting to hear some golden nuggets from you. First, uh, let's talk about your podcast since you have two nationally and globally top-ranking podcasts. I want to talk about your marketing podcast, the voice of your brand. There you go. Uh, It is a top 1% marketing podcast. Tell me how you got your podcast to rank number one in marketing. Okay. It's a tough field. It is a tough field. So let me clarify. The one, my podcast that's in the top 1.5%, 1. 1. that's my very first podcast that I started with, which is called the All American Actors Podcast. And currently, I'm not creating new content for it, but it is ranking in multiple countries 
every day. That means I've already created Mm -hmm. evergreen content that people are tapping into, learning, and entering my world every single day. And it is still on demand. And I think it's Mm -hmm. on demand because it's micro niche. It targets a very specific audience. It targets a very specific need Mm -hmm. that's desirable and people are seeking out. And so that's why I've created, I think now, 85 episodes. I may create more, but I don't feel the need to create on a weekly basis anymore because I've already created so much content that is there for them to digest. And Mm -hmm. still to this day, I have people email me saying, I heard you on your podcast. How can I work work with you based on what's already been created? My marketing podcast was my second one, which came out of the evolution of niching up and saying, you know what? I want to work with more people. I want to work with online entrepreneurs. I want to work with more people that want to work on their voice. So I created the Voice of Your Brand podcast. Now, when I created this podcast, I launched and only gave my audience, I only promoted it 48 hours before I launched. And I was able to get it to rank number one in marketing and beat out Jenna Kutcher, and Amy Porterfield for the number one spot. And I think at that time, Jenna Kutcher was promoting her best-selling book. And I was able to beat her out for that Mm -hmm. number one spot, which was really hard to do. But with persistence, within a five-day period from the day that I launched, I got the number one spot. You said you promoted it two days before you launched. Correct. Any specific tips, tactics that you've done or took action in to actually get it to rank and outrank some of this, you know, legendary podcasters (laughs) that we have now? Yeah, definitely. I think you've got to have a really good strategy going in, but you don't need a long time to promote. So basically, it was a week, one full week from announcing that it was going to happen, teasing it out to actually launching it and to actually Mm -hmm. getting to that number one spot. But I created an event. I created it like an experience that people would want to come into my world. I amplified the message that it was launching to as many people as I could. And I asked for their support to help Mm -hmm. share it with their audiences as well. But I created enough content as well so that in those first, you know, 48 hours, People could listen. They could get a feel for what the podcast is about and leave a review, Mm -hmm. leave a rating so that for future audiences, they could understand what the podcast is about. So it's kind of a combination of the, the downloads, the ratings, the reviews, but on my end, really continuing that promotional experience for a full week. So just two days Mm -hmm. before and then the five days and that's all it took. Amazing. I can't believe you did that. So let's talk about people's limiting beliefs. Mm. Right? When it comes to having a podcast, when it comes to just showing up, really, whether it's online uh, via podcast or video or even something like blog post, uh, we all have these limiting beliefs. So how does somebody um, overcome that limiting beliefs to get more visible online? How do you get past it? You have to confront it, don't you? 
right? You have to be wanting to shift that. So for example, somebody that you work with that's creating content, what what might be one of their limiting beliefs in your world? Let's say I, I have a terrible voice. Mm, okay. Right? Um, people wouldn't want to buy from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But there's so many limiting so beliefs. Many. That- yeah. That's it. So let's say somebody says, I have a terrible voice. Chances are then they know that they have to create content, but they would, don't want to show up. They don't want to use their mm-hmm. voice. So chances are they're probably not showing up on video. Chances are they're probably not starting mm-hmm. a podcast or getting onto other people's podcasts to share what they do. So what they're doing is they're creating visual mm-hmm. content. They're using all the mm-hmm. different sort of plug and play templates. They're jumping on Canva and they're letting visual images <laughs> do the talking effects, yeah. for you instead of actually using your voice, right? But that's only going to work so far. And it's only going to create minimal engagement because people aren't really getting a chance to know who you are because they're not hearing your voice. Your voice is a massive part of who you are. So if people are not hearing your voice, chances are they're not resonating with you. Chances are you're not making the impact. Chances are you're not Mm -hmm. influencing them to want to take that next step Mm -hmm. and work with you. So you can create visual content, but it's only going to get you so far. So if you say, I don't like the sound of my voice, Mm -hmm. I don't like my voice, I don't like speaking in front of you know, in public areas like online or uh, a podcast or whatever, we need to figure out why that is. And when we can figure out why that mm-hmm. is and we can shift that belief so that you can start to love your voice or enjoy the act of using your voice on Instagram or whatever, that's when we can start to create that alignment, speak from an authentic and powerful way that's really going to magnetize people into your world and want to work with you. Let's say the act of selling mm-hmm. anything, your services, your products, or yourself, right, as a personal brand. Does that speaking confidence, your voice confidence, does it change how you sell online? And do people react differently when you sound confident versus when Um, Maybe the confidence is not quite there yet. Yeah, if the confidence is not there, there could be different ways that it's showing up in your verbal and physical appearance as well. So you could Mm -hmm. feel the shortness of breath as you speak. The nerves are starting to kick in. Mm -hmm. You may hear a quiver in your voice, the ums and the ahs start happening on a more frequent basis, (laughs) right? Or there could be a potential filler word that you lean on. Some people like to use the word like a lot, or you know, or I mean, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, that could start to come in more often, more frequent. Could be that you're talking really fast to get it over and done with. The act of selling makes you feel really uncomfortable. So I'm just going to speak really fast so I can just get it over and done with. And then I'm done and hopefully and pray that they're going to buy from me, right? But we can hear (laughs) the lack of confidence, the pushiness of needing the sale or wanting the sale, the desperation. All of that can be heard in the voice. Voice does not lie. So how do you get past selling awkwardly to selling with ease? Well, one of it is confronting that limiting belief, right? So that you feel really 
confident and being present in the moment with the person that you're speaking to or the group of people that you're speaking to. So it's that presence that we're looking for, Mm -hmm. right? So that starts within. But then it's about creating a truthful, authentic connection to the people that you're speaking to so that it feels like you're speaking just to them, whether that's one person or a group. For example, if it's a Mm -hmm. webinar, how can you make every single person in that webinar sound like you're talking just to them? How in a podcast can you get your listener to sound like you are speaking to them at your kitchen table over a cup of coffee? So that's where we Mm -hmm. start. But then the act of selling, most people are selling from logic, but that's not where people buy. People need to hear the logic. They need to understand the information. But ultimately, when somebody is deciding whether or not they're going to invest with you, they want to feel like they know, like, and trust you. That's where that personal connection comes in. But people buy from emotion, Mm -hmm. not logic. Ultimately, when they make that decision, yes or no, it's coming from an emotional Mm -hmm. connection. But most people are selling from logic. So we use logic to... I don't know, I guess, convince people why they need certain product or service. And then we use emotion to get the point across. It's kind of, if you think of it sort of like this, the logic is the information that they need to hear. That could be more of the influence part of it. Mm -hmm. The emotion Mm -hmm. is more tied into the persuasion. It's getting them to feel why the state that they're in right now is so painful and where they want to go, that transformation or the solution feels so good. And people want to move away from pain, right? They don't want to feel pain. So we've got mm -hmm. to let them understand that we are the solution that can help them move away from the pain. So for successful selling, whatever it is that we're selling, we need both sides of the equation, Mm -hmm. selling with logic and selling with emotion. Do they need to rely on one more than the other? Or is it this fine kind of art and science type of an equation where you need to know where to apply which method? It's kind of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can't have one without the other, right? You need the peanut butter and you need the jelly and they go hand in hand. It's the same thing when you think about your messaging, Mm -hmm. right? We need the messaging. We need to understand what you're talking about. But it's not just what you say. It's Mm -hmm. how you say it that creates the sale. So the what is your logic, but the how is the feeling. That's the emotion. This is absolutely golden. I hope you're taking notes out there because this is probably advice that Catherine charges people for. And we just got it for free. (laughs) Let's talk, since we're talking about sounding confident, Mm -hmm. um, having your voice be confident and reflect who you are, do you have any tips or exercises to help our audience sound more confident? Maybe they have something coming up, maybe a masterclass or a webinar or even a podcast episode. What are some things we can do to sound more confident? Yeah. So one of the easiest ways to start sounding confident Mm -hmm. is to feel that confidence within. So if you ever feel nervous, where do you feel it in your body? Where do you feel it in your body when you feel nervous? I think in my belly, I start butterflies, butterflies. except they're not butterflies. It feels like horses running (laughs) all over me. Yeah. So the first step is 
recognizing that, acknowledging, okay, I feel nervous. Then we want to tap into the breath because the breath is the easiest way to ease those nerves. Most of us will breathe with that upper chest shallow breathing where you might see your shoulders raise. That's when we know that we're not breathing as we should be. Mm -hmm. We've let the nerves get the best of us. So if you just put a hand on your belly, if you can feel your belly expand out and in Mm -hmm. as you breathe and breathe at your own time, nice breath in and out. We start to I'm actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. You start to feel the the nerves start to go away. It starts to calm you down. This is great before any time you're going to speak, whether you're going to create a piece of content, a video, a podcast, you're going to speak on a stage, webinar, whatever it is, to give yourself a few moments just to tap into your breath. That'll help center you and feel more confident when you speak. That's amazing. I actually did put my hand on my belly, I did take a deep breath and I could feel myself relaxing significantly. Mm. Yeah. And that's what we want. You know? Thank you. So when we don't allow ourselves that moment before to ground ourselves, it can be heard that moment that you start to speak, that moment that you go live. So I'm going to ask you about selling some more specifically, or let's talk about the three connections mm. you need to sell. The three connections for selling. So there's connecting to yourself. So we started to talk about that where you really need to feel that alignment within your body, your brain, your breath, your voice. All those things are in alignment, right? And Mm -hmm. addressing any sort of limiting belief that may be in your way, we need to look at that and shift that so that we're really authentically connected within ourselves first. Then once we're there, we can connect easier to our audience. And that's about creating an authentic personal connection with the audience. When your audience comes to you, they enter your world, let's say it's on on the online space, they're seeking some sort of connection. It could be entertainment, it could be education, but they ultimately want Mm -hmm. some sort of connection, literally a digital connection when they go online, right? But when they look you know, specifically to you, it's some sort of personal connection. They want to feel seen and heard as to you as the personal brand. You want to feel seen and heard, right? There's a mutual need there to feel seen and and heard. So we need to do it from an authentic, truthful way. So if there's any of that like fake authority, fake authenticity, the faking till you make it, they can sniff it out. They can detect that, that it's not true. So we want that authentic connection so that we're fully connected to them. And then there's connecting to what you're saying. So we're going from not just what you say, but how you say it. When you can feel Mm -hmm. and connect to what you're saying, that's where it becomes a real conversation versus I'm just going to tell you all the things that I need to say. I'm going to give you all the information, the facts, the figures, the numbers, the things, the benefits, the whatever. Now Mm -hmm. we're thinking about, well, if it's selling, how can I help this person make a decision, make a choice so that either way they've made a decision, you know, whether they're going to work with me or not, they know that they have made a clear choice. So they're not stuck in this sort of like hamster wheel of indecision 
Now they've made a choice. Well, you know what? I'm just Mm going to go on YouTube and I'm just going to learn whatever I can from YouTube and I'm going to let it take however long it takes or I'm going to choose you and it's going to be the faster route and I know that I'm going to get that support that I need to make that next step and do it in a much faster, much easier way. That's kind of the, to sum up the three C's, the three connection points. Interesting. I would have never thought about it that way. I mean, some points, yes, definitely. But when you bring the whole picture together, it it just makes sense. Mm. Catherine, you you know, you have presence, you have credibility and authority, not just in US, not just in Australia, but just globally as well. I want to know, is there a particular way of talking, of Mm. speaking to attract a global audience? Oh, it's so good. Yes. And that's what really excites me because I moved from the US to Australia and I've been here for 18 years. I've been here a long time. What fascinated me is that Americans and Australians, we both speak English, but we communicate in a very different (laughs) way. Culturally, there's differences in communication. Mm -hmm. So how can we speak in a way that attracts a global audience? Because if you work in the online space, you have the ability to go from working locally to working globally. So I have clients and customers all over the world. I never thought I would work with people in Ireland, New Zealand, Saudi Arabia, India, China, Australia, US, Canada. I've got clients all over the world. And that's exciting. But what I learned when I moved over to Australia is that you can say the same thing, but it'll be received in a different way. So when we're looking at the actual delivery, there's specific things that may resonate with one culture, may not resonate with another culture. So we want to be aware of things that we can do in our vocal toolkit to start to open up our voice to attract a bigger audience. I'll give you an example. Australians tend to upward inflect at their ends of their sentences where everything sounds like a question. So they might say... Mm, makes sense. Okay. So I, I don't practice my Australian accent very, very much anymore. So it's probably going to be a <laughs> mishmash, but they might go, okay, so I'm having a conversation with you and I'm telling you all the different things, the different points, and I want to make sure that you receive the information. So they tend to go up at the ends of their thoughts, right? Now, somebody in the US might be listening mm-hmm. and go, why are they doubting themselves? Why do they sound hesitant? Why are they questioning everything? They're not, but that's mm-hmm. how in their cultural environment is received as a polite form of conversation, right? In the US, mm-hmm. you might hear the opposite. You might hear the downward infl- inflections. Everything's going down. I want to make sure that my point is landing. It's my turn to speak. I have something to say. This is, you know, my turn to say what I need to say. And so the pitch tends to go down. Now, somebody in Australia might go, Mm -hmm. why do they sound so rude? Why do they sound so bossy? Right? So (laughs) (laughs) it's about finding a balance within the voice, using our vocal toolkit, intonation, rhythm, stress, pausing, all the different things that we have to 
open up our, our voice to attract a bigger audience, recognizing culturally, well, what are the, the sort of like the norms mm-hmm. of how I speak now? How can I open it up to now attract a bigger audience? So I'm not just speaking to one location. I'm speaking to the entire world. By just controlling your voice and tone and how I guess it sounds, you can reach different cultures yeah. with different styles of talking. Knew about the Australian accent. <laughs> there are a few influencers that I follow and I can always hear it in their voice. But to me, it was never foreign because I guess by not being a native speaker myself, there's a lot of things that to a native American, it will sound weird to the ear. But to me, it just, you know, it's like, maybe I do that. You know, it's a good it point. Okay it's me. a good point that you uh, mentioned that though, because there's a lot of speakers who maybe English isn't your first language, but you want to open up into countries that speak English or, you know, Mm -hmm. so let's say you're from another country, you live in the US now and you want to, you know, work to a much bigger audience, but maybe there's something about your accent that's getting in the way as we start to Mm -hmm. open up and just create a little bit of clarity in your sounds that can start to open up and attract a bigger audience as well. It's You don't have to lose your accent. It's just about how can I create some mm-hmm. clarity in my speech so people can understand what I'm saying and therefore be attracted to want to work with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, one of the services that I might need <laughs> later <laughs> on. Uh, Catherine, you obviously have a podcast. You've done a lot of voiceover and acting and voiceover acting and coaching. So you're no stranger to creating a personal brand, to creating authority, to being an authority in your own niche. Is there one way or a top way that you would recommend for people to actually create that authority in their respective businesses to become the go-to expert for other people when it comes to their particular field of business? Oh, that's so good. Oh, I'm going to give two pointers. One is, is to, Mm -hmm. because we were talking about this before, like the fake authority, fake authenticity, that sort of thing, faking until you make it. I think Mm -hmm. just have faith that you're enough showing up as you are, Mm -hmm. your authority will really speak for itself. But if you're creating content, if you're creating videos or podcasts or, or something that you can go back, watch and review, you're going to learn so much in those replays, Mm -hmm. because we need to start understanding what our audience is seeing or hearing. And I know that that can be challenging, A lot of us don't like to hear the sound of our voice or see ourselves on camera, but you will learn so much by watching the replay or listening to the replay. And we want to look at it through a different lens. What is my audience receiving? Choose one thing that maybe you don't think that they're receiving quite well. Maybe it's the pace. Maybe you notice that you're talking too fast. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that you're going to focus on next time you have a conversation, next time you go on camera, next time you do a podcast, you're going to work on slowing down your pace. Amazing. 
Catherine, you have been wonderful. You shared so many golden nuggets with us today. I'm sure our listeners took notes and they're probably impatiently waiting for your masterclass so they can learn firsthand all of this that we've talked about today. Now, before I let you go, there is one question that I ask every single interviewee uh, towards the end of the interview, and that is to share one actionable tip or advice with our audience that they can actually go and apply immediately to their businesses. Okay. I think what we just covered is probably going to be the best thing to do, which is that review, the watch and review. And that's especially going to be powerful if you already know that you're resisting getting on camera or getting onto podcasts or just speaking more. If you find, for example, if you're creating content and you're relying on visual images to do the talking for you, I want you to start getting on Mm -hmm. camera. So it could be a 30 second real, let's say you create for Instagram that says who you are and what you do. And imagine that you're talking to your best friend and you're just letting them know who you are and what you do. You're going to post it and then you're going to review it and you're going to see what is my audience perceiving? Are they attracted to it or is there something that might be repelling them away? Then you can always redo it. You could film it again. You could take the first one off and put a new one up. But we need to start hearing your voice. So start with like a 30-second reel just so people can know a little bit about who you are, what you do, hear it in your voice. Amazing. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for accepting my invitation to be a guest on my show. Um, I had a really great time today. I hope you did as well. And I can't wait for this episode to air because when it does, I'm sure people will be flocking to your website and to your masterclass. I know I will be to learn how to be confident and create content with confidence in just six seconds. That's it. Just six seconds. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's been such a pleasure to talk with you and get to know you better. Likewise. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, if you loved it, please go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions for me or Catherine, feel free to email me. I'll make sure to pass along your questions to her. Talk to you again 